Welcome to episode 16 of Constructing Comics, a comic podcast building comic stories one page and panel at a time. On this episode, we are going to review Marvel Comics' G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, issue 21, titled Silent Interlude, with a cover date of March of 1983. The credits are as follows. Written in pencils by Larry Hama, the inker is Stephen Lahola, the colorist is George Russos, editors are Linda Grant, Denny O'Neill, and Jim Shooter. Our cover artist is Ed Hannigan with Klaus Jansen. And of course, there's no letterer credited on this issue. Um, so we have a spoiler alert from issue for issue 21 of G.I. Joe, uh, Silent Interlude, but this is a 35-year-old comic. Um, so if you don't want it spoiled for you, uh, pause and come back later. This is Matt, and as always, I'm joined by my pal Noah. Hey there. I don't think you can spoil this comic because it's an experience thing, you know? Yeah. There's all like, we can't, like, again, it's silent for a reason. So us talking about it kind of ruins the experience. So this is like your first experience of this comic. It's not like, you know, going to ruin your experience completely. Um, yeah. So there's no, yeah, we are going to spoil it to death, of course, but mm-hmm. we can't do it justice. This, no. this issue is amazing. So we, we start off with a, with a cover, um, Snake Eyes Repelling. Um, this is a very uh, Snake Eyes-centered uh, story, uh, which would make sense with the silentness of it. Um, Snake Eyes, a character who does not speak. Um, so uh, the, we have the cover. Um, it's, a, it's a very, you know, it's got the letterbox from, from the 80s, uh, and, and Snake Eyes is, is repelling. Um, uh, and that takes us to to page one, the the title page where uh, Storm Shadow is in a Cobra glider um, coming down and a to a Cobra base, which is very much looking like a temple. Um, Noah, why don't you give me some thoughts here? Yeah, first off, I love on the cover. I love to see. I always love seeing shells ejecting from anything, and so I love just the action here. Um, it's just so great. The movement, the dynamic, uh, like how the bullets are hitting the wall that he's propelling on is so awesome. It's just that eighties action, you know, just awesomeness on the cover and, and the, and it delivers on this cover as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about it, but, uh, um, Mike Zach, um, there's a ton of guys, you know, pinned up against a wall, taking fire, snarling and, and shooting back. And this is very much in that vein. The, uh, you know, people shooting at you you're you're pinned down and you're you're firing back but it's it's a great cover yeah one man army you know <laughs> love it uh first page is awesome love the angle of it you know um it's not straight on you know it is straight on but in the sense that everything is still that like marvel dynamics you know yeah where nothing is like just like you know just straight up and down and stuff like that the angle is is sort of uh crooked the, the jetpack is crooked. The temple is even crooked and stuff like that. It, it makes you feel like this is being shot from like a helicopter and it's tilting back and forth. It's just that it's again, it's that Marvel dynamics. That's just awesome. And I love how your eye is drawn in and to the right to the page turn. Yeah. Um, so uh, snake, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Storm Shatter continues his descent. Uh, he's now inside uh, the base on page two, uh, we get a close up of his face and we see a little bit more of the, the package that he's, uh, got covered up. Um, he swings in past, uh, Cobra commander and lands. Um, the, uh, we see, we can see more clearly in the third panel that that's, uh, that's an individual that's wrapped up and, uh, storm shadow is presented with a sword um, on the last panel, he uh, he pulls it out and he's ready to unveil um, who's behind the the wraps. Um, what do you think here? Uh, I love the the smoke and the fire from the the pits next to the soldiers waiting for well, we're like next to Cobra Commander waiting mm-hmm. for um for Storm Shadow to land. Uh, that's just great Marvel classicness. It's very Ditko. Mm-hmm. Uh, the how the smoke is played out and stuff, and um, Ditko I think was like the best at drawing flames and smoke and water elements of any kind, and 
seems like Larry Hama is sort of taking influence from that. Um, again, love all the angles. Like I love how it's, it's not, again, it's not, everything isn't just directly straight on. There's this dynamic flow to the movement, um, how your eye moves up about the page. Um, on the article that we referenced for this issue um, on nerds on earth, they talk about how um, Larry Hama ran into an issue with the jetpack in the sense that he never drew in uh, Storm Shadow's sword on the on the jetpack so he had to improvise on that on that fourth panel where a cobra soldier hands him his sword and he unsheathes it in that epic last panel mm-hmm. where you see the movement lines coming from the sheath and it's uh glinting in the light it's uh, it's so dramatic it's so awesome um yeah yeah so uh then that moves us to the next page where uh cobra commander is is elevated up on that um, sort of stand that he has there. Um, and Storm Shadow is ready to unveil who's under there. With a swipe, we, we see that it's, uh, it's Scarlet. Um, third panel is a surprise look from Cobra Commander, um, who points uh, to have Scarlet taken away. Um, Storm Shadow bows in service to Cobra Commander. And uh, Scarlet is led down. Um, some Cobra soldiers are removing like a, like a manhole cover to, to put her even further down. But on this last panel, we get an exterior shot of the, the base, the temple that Cobra's in, and we see uh, a cargo plane silhouetted uh, against uh, the moon. I love the motion of this page. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with our Mitch Jareds and Tom King um, like overview, what they did the Sheriff of Babylon. And there's that one page where the guy being interrogated grabs the interrogator's head and he bashes it into the table. And that was on like the, like the movement from him bashing it down follows your eye movement with how you move down the page. And it just makes it so much more impactful when the action follows the way your eye is supposed to go around the page. Yeah. So this from the first to the second panel, you have storm shadow moving across the panel to the right. And then on the second panel, it's him sheathing his sword from left to right into that like impact page where Cobra is realizing who that um, who who Storm Shadow brought to the base. And then on the second to last panel, panel five, there's the upward motion of this Cobra soldier pulling up the manhole cover. Yeah, and that your eye follows that action up to the next, the last panel where you see the plane silhouetted against the moon. Oh, wow. Um, I never noticed that until you pointed yeah. that out. Yeah. And even, I mean, like, even, of course, they have some simpler ways of leading your eyes around, like uh, Cobra Commander is pointing to the right mm-hmm. to, um, well, I cannot remember her name. Who's the captive? What's her name? Uh, Scarlet. Scarlet. He's basically pointing at Scarlet in the next panel, and then you follow the stairs down to yeah. the guy lifting up the manhole cover. Um, just great composition. And there's even other framing devices in there as well. Like there's the shadows coming off the stairs, framing the guy lifting the manhole cover. And as much as Scarlet is the subject of that panel, I think that guy is the most important part because he leads you off the page. And then, of course, the plane is flying uh, up and to the right for the next page, which works perfectly because you look up to the next page and it's the plane flying downwards. And this, again, this is just great composition mm-hmm. on this page as well. So yeah, go into the explanation on this one. Yeah, so the, uh, the, the, the cargo plane we saw on the last panel of the previous page, we, we get, uh, as you said, we get it uh, sort of moving top to bottom um, at the top. Um, we see the front of it. Second panel, the, we, we, we move to the back where the cargo door opens and we see who's we see who's in the plane. It's it's Snake Eyes, and he's he's perched there, ready to jump. Third panel, he's jumping. Plane is, uh, you know, some distance away from him. Next panel, Snake Eyes is a little bit closer to us, but we can see that he's still descending. The plane is traveling further in the distance. And the last panel we have here, um, we can see he's still descending, and we see sort of the top of the the temple. Um, to sort of reinforce where, where he's going. So um, I think this is really cool. It conveys the, the motion, you know, um, 
we almost see the descent here. You know, we're, we're playing, we're door open, then we're out of the plane, um, falling, planes moving away, then the plane's gone, and we've almost reached our destination. So um, do a little bit more of a, a breakdown here. I know you started off a little bit, but uh, why don't you well, you brought up a good point. Yeah, it's, there's a downward motion to this page, and it just works so well. Uh, the thing that I'm realizing with this, and I just think it's just the coolest thing ever, uh, there was an original art page that I'd love to own. This is definitely being added to the list of the <laughs> holy grails. I wonder, you know, I really envy the guy who owns this original art. Uh, it's so awesome. But have you seen, like, the new Mission Impossible? Like, no, Mission I have Impossible not. Fallout? No. I, I need to send you the storyboards for there's a sequence exactly like this, like with the exact same camera angles in the new Mission Impossible. Oh, and I'll wow. post it on my Instagram as well. And I'll post the storyboards too. And it's like, it, like it's, it's uncanny how exact it is. Like just switch out Tom Cruise for Snake Eyes. And Fair. that's the scene in Mission Impossible. So it's awesome. It's such a great page. And it's... Uh, I don't know. It just shows how like rocking uh, Snake Eyes is, where like you know, just diving out of a plane, about to infiltrate a Cobra base all on his own. Uh, you know, great intro to the character in this page. Yes. Um, so next page, we move. Um, Scarlet has been um, put put down in that uh, area that we we saw the Cobra soldier open up. Uh, she's she's shackled to um, to 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 a post it looks like uh water surrounds her um then we get a close-up on her face she looks pretty defiant like she's not going to give in uh storm shatter reaches for her makes contact with her face uh fifth panel she gives him a uh she bites his thumb he reaches for his sword he unsheathes it a little bit um and then he, I guess he uh, gathers his wits and realizes that he, he can't do that. Uh, see, uh, puts the sword back in, uh, leaps out of the, the top, the, the, the opening there, and she's left in silhouette in the, the last, uh, last panel. Um, so why don't you go ahead here? Yeah, I like the emotions on this page. And again, another uh, reference to sort of classic Marvel artists. So... You know, I'm seeing hands that are very, like, Basima-esque and stuff like that with Scarlet, but also, again, with, like, how, uh, like, articulate um, Storm Shadow's hands are. Remind me, again, of very Ditko-y mm -hmm. hands. And, like, even, like, how the fingers are placed. Like, you can tell Hama was really taking care in how he positioned, like, the hands on this page. Um, you know, hands are the hardest things to draw unanimously i think yes. across the board um and i think you should like if you want to look at how do you uh how to draw hands dynamically but also like realistically uh this is a great page to look at for that again great motion great emotion on the face facial expressions and uh great motion in the action as well and how it leads you around the eye especially love that last panel uh, it's basically just uh you know, it's the same sh same angle from the previous panel, but it's just a silhouette of Scarlet and uh, just a silhouette of the hole mm -hmm. um, that Storm Shadow just jumped through. But it's so emotional right there. It's so bleak. And it's sort of that, you know, if this was a movie, this would be the end of the second act right here, you know, yeah. like the lowest point. And uh, yeah, it's just great. I love how simple it is. And it just gets the emotion across really well. Yeah, so then we go to page seven where we get an exterior shot of the base. Um, very cool, uh, like uh, colors there to show that uh, it looks like maybe it's a little darker than than earlier. Um, we get Destro who's at a computer terminal. Um, a close up on Destro's eyes, and we see that he is uh, he's he's gotten a an alert of a of an aircraft. Um, uh, but it's giving him some uh, some probability statistics, and he he looks at it. Um, so, uh, what? Did, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your thoughts on this page? I like the setup here. This is just setting up uh, Snake Eyes to be a bad mother. You know, yeah. It's like it's like yeah, this is impossible. You know, for anybody to you know invade the place from that high up, but Snake Eyes is going to do it. Yeah. I also like, 
you know, this we talked about before we recorded, and it, again, it's on that that article that I referenced earlier from Nerds on Earth. Uh, this issue was compiled in three days, and Larry Hanna had to like do this really fast. Like he had, he had no like he wrote the story, the layout, and things like that, but he had to, you know, he had no thumbnails, nothing like that. He just drew. That's all mm -hmm. he did. But like the the matter of like foresight and setup just in this page. Cause like on the next page or maybe it's a couple pages later um, you get the chess set that's set up in the background of the second panel um, behind Destro. Yeah. And it's just good setup that he has here for the rest of the issue. And it's hard to believe that this was compiled in only three days. It just seems so expertly done with its yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. And uh, you had mentioned how there was some uh, Ditko esque uh, sort of elements to us. The, the, the smoke and the hands, uh, these, the, the satellite dish and the, the computer terminal in front of Destro is very curvy ass that like sort of curvy ass yeah. machinery. So that's, that's very cool there. Yeah, definitely. And Destro is a very curvy villain, you know, yeah. like with the metal and uh, you know, mixed with the sort of analog stuff. That's yeah. Destro is awesome that way. Yeah. So on page eight, we return to to Snake Eyes, and uh, his shoot is deployed. Um, we have a we have a large sort of half page first panel, um, and then we see him land on those cobra ornaments that are uh, are uh, statuesque uh, items on top of the of the temple, um, and then he is. Uh, it looks like uh, by the third panel, he is. Uh, He's getting rid of the shoot. Fourth panel, he's uh, he's repelling down uh, the 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 cobra. Um, I, I said statue earlier. I'm not exactly sure sure what that is, but um, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me your thoughts on Snake Eyes uh, arriving at the top of the temple here? Again, flawless composition. Snake Eyes is uh, he's swinging down from the right corner down to the left corner of the first panel. And then that leads you into the panel below. Mm -hmm. um, I also like, again, to talk about what I talked about on the first page. Um, there's not a lot of detail on this page. You know, this is a pretty simple drawing. There's not much background to this at all. It's mainly just snake eyes who does this. And then of course you have the giant snake statues, but uh, again, to Hanna's credit, he's been setting up these statues in the outside of this temple, you know, he took like a whole page to set it up on the first page. So we know immediately where Snake Eyes is landing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's great. It's just good. Uh, it's very practical in how Hana's designed this issue in the sense where he's like, okay, I know I don't have to draw the castle all over again to establish where Snake Eyes is landing. Yeah. So it's, and it's also, it's very, it's a very good foil to the previous page um, with Destro's hubris thinking that no one can land there. And then, yeah, this is like, not only did uh, Snake Eyes land, but he landed right on their doorstep. So, yeah, um, the the art style looks a tiny bit different in that 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 first panel, that half page panel. It's it's it doesn't look um, it doesn't look as clean as the other ones. Yeah, so I'm wondering if maybe somebody. I'm wondering if maybe like uh, the inker had a little bit more of had to put a little bit of more of uh, the the finish on that one because that one looks a little bit looks a little bit different in style than what we've seen before. Yeah, it's definitely sketchier. There wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like there was as much time spent on this one as like previous issue pages, like the, the him diving out of the plane. Yeah. Okay, so on page nine, we're going to return to Scarlet, who is uh, who's still alone. Um, she reaches up towards her her ear um, in, in panel one, panel two, a little bit closer in on her. Uh, she's still reaching up by her, her ear. Um, panel three, we realize what she's going for. It's a bobby pin. Um, Panel four, which is a large panel, uh, we can see that she's using the bobby pin to to uncuff herself. Uh, and then next, for the last three panels, we go back outside. Uh, Snake Eyes is descending um, further down the little uh, the, the 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 temple. Um, and then uh, the the next the last panel, he he leaps at a cobra soldier. Uh, last panel, he is very close to to making contact to that Cobra soldier. Um, 
why don't you uh, let me know your, your thoughts here on this page? This issue moves so fast and this like there's never a break in momentum and this page is sort of an example of that because mm -hmm. we have two, uh, we have multi, like so many actions on this page. I like how the, with Scarlett's action and zooming in on it in those first three panels and uh, I like on the, and it's almost the same thing on the next one that there's almost like a zoom effect where like uh, Snake Eyes is getting closer to the camera. Yeah, uh, it's just a good again a good movement, and then it leads you off the page. I also like how it just sort of leaves you there with Snake Eyes jumping on the soldier, and we just know what's going to happen, you know, that kind of thing. And then it yeah. cuts away to Destro on the next page, looking at his chest set. Yeah, um, so that's page ten. We like you said earlier, we we saw the chest set in the background when we were first introduced to Destro. Um, I think what's kind of interesting is if you look at the 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 prominent. Um, chess pieces there um we got scarlet we got snake eyes we got storm shadow and then we got uh you know sort of the nameless cobra infantrymen which are going to be the a lot of the key players in this issue um destro is continue that, oh, sorry, oh sorry go ahead. no go no, is, is uh is dutch in the background what's his name dutch or duke duke, duke. Right? Duke, yeah. yeah, Duke's in the background there as well. Yeah, so yeah. a couple of pieces go off board in the second panel. Um, Destro picks up uh, Baroness. There's that whole Baroness Destro Cobra Commander angle. Um, mm -hmm. The next, uh, the next uh, panel, which is our fourth panel, um, is Destro, and I believe it looks like he may be looking at a Cobra Commander piece. So he's sort of looked at. Uh, you know, his, the, the, you know, the love triangle there that they sometimes play into Baroness, Destro and Cobra Commander. So those are the pieces oh. that he, he's spending the most time on. Um, and our last panel is uh, a set of feet belonging to Storm Shadow um, at that opening that's going to lead to the, the, the place where, where Scarlet's being held. Um, yeah. So do you have any more thoughts on, on 10? No, that was a good, good background there. Cause I, I knew there was something else going on that fit into the larger continuity outside this issue with him picking up the Baroness piece. So now I know. And yeah. It's great to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as we said on 10, um, Storm Shadow, page 10, Storm Shadow is getting, uh, going back to check on Scarlet. 11, he opens the, portal opening um next panel he is uh greeted by a surprise uh he's hit in the face by chains uh scarlet is is loose uh three she pulls him down into the into the 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 the, the pit um four she's on her way out um but she doesn't make it all the way out she's got a shocked look on her face uh fifth panel we see that uh, storm shadow is grabbed her by the, the foot, trying to keep her from escaping, trying to get out on his own. But panel six, she's able to uh, swing the, the door down and close him off. So we have a six panel page of some action here. Um, what do you think here? It follows what we were talking about earlier where the action follows your eye moving around the page. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like even the best example is Storm Shadow being pulled down from panel two to panel three your eye follows it that way and mm -hmm. then um even uh i like how on panel five and six uh storm shadow's reaching up he's grabbing scarlet and there's that motion line of scarlet grabbing the the manhole cover and smashing him down but where mm -hmm. the line starts is from the left and it moves up to the right and around so it really flows with your eye as you go throughout the page uh, again, I wonder how much of this is thought through, you know, but Larry Hanna or how much of it is, was just instinct at this point where he like, yeah, obviously this is how I lead the eye around the page at this point. This is just what feels natural. Yeah, I, I always wonder about that. If they're thinking about those kinds of things while yeah. they're drawing it someday when I meet him, I will ask. Yeah. Um, so 12, we go back outside the base. Um, we, we, we never saw the confrontation between Snake Eyes and that first Cobra soldier, but we see that he's knocked him out. Uh, but unfortunately, he's been seen by two others who, uh, in the second panel, um, turn their guns on him. 
Um, snake eyes needing to keep things quiet, uh, produces knives, uh, as any good ninja would, and uh, throws them into the Cobra soldiers in the next to last panel. In the last panel, the, the knives have um, struck the, the Cobra soldiers. Um, why don't you give me a breakdown of, of your thoughts on this page? Yeah, I like how, again, it just leaves you, you know, trust you to fill in the blanks at this point with what happened to that one guard. Duh. And then um, I like, yeah, again, just a great movement on the action. Moves it. It moves really fast from here on out, you know. Uh, not that it's been slow up until this point, but, you know, there's great action. And I, I, I kind of want to just move on to get to the next page because the next page is even cooler. Yeah. Okay. So that's page 13. Um, Snake Eyes is reaching for his, his gun. Um, and there's, we can see that one of the Cobra soldiers has uh, gotten closer to him. Uh, next panel, uh, the, the Cobra soldier gets his hands around Snake Eyes' neck. Uh, third panel, uh, Snake Eyes throws him off of the, the ledge. Fourth panel, he is falling off the ledge. Fifth panel, very, uh, very cool. Destro looks um, away from his computer and through the window sees that guy um, falling off the side of the, the, the base. Um, in the last panel, realizing uh, maybe the fault of his ways, um, Destro realizes that they're under attack and rallies some soldiers and they're, they're on their way up the stairs uh, to, to confront who's ever there. Um, I know you said that you were excited to discuss this page, so why don't you uh, why don't you go into a breakdown here? Yeah, I, I just like seeing human qualities in my heroes. You know, they're not he, Snake Eyes is as cool as he is. He's not invincible. You know, mm -hmm. so there's this soldier that actually gives him, you know, gets the drop on him at this one point, and uh, then it makes it harder for him to complete the mission because uh, he loses his gun. And I think that's great, just sort of putting more obstacles in front of him. This isn't going to be, a, you know, he's not going to go in and just have no trouble wiping out all these people. And then yeah. also making Destro more like, you know, bringing him into being a key player. They established him as a key player when he looked on the computer scene. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they could have just used that as a one-off gag where it's like, yeah, no one could do that. Um, but then right here he makes a, you know, Maybe he enters into the plot of the main plot that's going on. And uh, I really like that as well. Um, it's just great. Again, great movement, movement, you know, falling mm -hmm. down. And then, you know, that your, your eye follows the guy falling down to the fifth panel where Destro sees the guy falling out, uh, falling off the edge of the, of the building. And uh, yeah, then of course it moves down and then um, from left to right off the page with Destro leading the soldiers up to, up to uh, snake eyes yeah um so that's a good transition to page 14 where destro continues to to climb up um destro is uh presented by one of the downed uh cobra soldiers who points um in the direction of the the invader um destro takes that uh takes that uh takes that direction and continues upward uh, we see the we see the Cobra soldiers and Destro um, uh, moving quickly to advance up the the tower. Um, the the third panel, the the center panel here, uh, we see the leg of one of the Cobra soldiers going around the corner, and that uh, Cobra soldier who had pointed him in that direction uh, is removing his helmet, and we can see that that soldier was uh, Snake Eyes in disguise. Um, the next panel, uh, he throws the helmet away and we see that he has, um, tied up and hung the other, um, the other soldier. I should say he's hung him by his, his feet. He's, he's still alive. He's just, uh, he's just out of the battle. Comics code wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> I, yeah, this is a this is a great cartoony page, and I love it. Of course, it's just good, good adventure story. You know, good uh, pulpy kind of things takes me, you know, takes it back to sort of that classic uh, superhero trope. 
where yeah. like, yeah, he, he does that. But I like it also that it's a solution to, you know, what he did, like, you know, he lost his main weapon, you know, his main defense towards these guys. Um, so it's, you know, it's a great solution to the problem. Um, yeah, I love the fact that he didn't kill the guy, of course. He just hung him off the edge of the building. Yeah. Um, because uh, he already threw one guy off the edge. You can't throw another guy off the edge. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love this. Love this page. All right, let's move on. Yeah. So we go to uh, page 15. Um, and uh, the, we, we, we see the, the, the top to the uh to the place where um uh scarlet was held um uh, but then we see storm shadow walk through a door and there's some silhouetted uh figures hanging um storm shadow uh looks like he's preparing for for battle um and then we see three ninjas clad in red uh those were the individuals in silhouette that were, were hanging up. Uh, they're, they're falling. Um, the last panel, they all, they all fall and assume, um, fighting positions. Um, and, uh, storm shadow does not look impressed and he is, he is ready to, to do battle. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts here? So I just noticed storm shadow does the, he does this hand motion and it matches up with the tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. That um, him and uh, um, him and uh, Snake Eyes have from when they were training together. Uh, I really dig that detail. That like you know unifying him with these ninjas and stuff like that. Um, I like that sort of mythology that that's built up and the, like you know that uh, through this story. Um, and I'm guessing through all the comics that mythology of the ninjas. Uh, what where are they from? Do you do you know the name of their ninja order? No, I'm trying to. Head? I'm trying to think back. I know that, uh, so we'll get to this, um, when we discuss the last page, but, yeah. uh, snake eyes and storm shadow are, are connected in their past. Um, and this is kind of a strange page. Um, it's just sort of upping the, the tension, but I, I feel like these are the, the, the ninjas from that school who still want to, um, for some reason, either extract revenge on Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, or to 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 bring them back into service of the of the uh, the clan that they're in. But this is sort of uh, this is sort of a, a weird sort of addition to the comic. Yeah, I like it though. Again, this sort of has like a grand. It points to a, everything with the villains, especially points to a grander narrative. Mm-hmm. I like that, but also within a contained storyline. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. I also like how all three of the ninjas have their own gimmicks where one has a long sword. The other two have the, uh, the short uh, Electra blades, which I can't remember what they're called. And the size. other guy has like size. Yes. And then the, the final guy has a, a ball and chain because, and, uh, and a, and a, a sickle. So, yeah. you know, they're all gimmick. They're all gimmick based. These ninjas, you know? Yeah. Um, this. This cobra base is uh, is for as secretive as it is. It's uh, it's being a, it's being infiltrated by uh, multiple people on on the same night. So they, yeah. they need to <laughs> revamp their security. Yeah, um, I, I also like again, um, just you know, I like the 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 buildup of just you know him only. All he needs to show with how Storm Shadow got out of the you know got out of the cell is just the lid removed from the you know, from the little hole that uh, Scarlet was being held in. And then we automatically just assume, oh yeah, Storm Shadow got out. You know, he didn't waste a page on showing how he got out of there or anything like that. It's just, the story moves along pretty fast. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't stop for anything. So yeah. That's awesome. So um, on page 16, um, we, we, see, uh, we see Scarlet has made her way a little bit further out. Um, and we see the Cobra glider, um, being moved by, uh, two Cobra soldiers. Um, they do not know that Scarlet's there. Obviously they, they, they pass her and from behind she strikes them with the chains that were holding her, um, in the head. Um, they go down, uh, 
she then um, sort of chains them up. And in the last panel, she is on the glider and she is making her way out of there. Um, why don't you give me a breakdown here on what you're, what you're thinking? Great action, like the rest of the issue. Great play-by-play -play of what's going on. Um, one thing I noticed is that, like, what we've talked about before is that, like, um, with, like, strong female characters, uh, she's completely capable of saving herself in this issue. Yeah. I love that about her. And especially, you know, this is an old comic, too. Like you said, like, 34 years ago, back when we all think like, oh yeah, women was still considered housewives and stuff like that, you know? But like, no, like there were like, there's like comics, like, you know, paints like pretty strong empowering views of like women, female characters for a long time. And this comic being the proof of that, uh, you know, she's the one, she's totally capable of like saving herself in this issue. Um, it's like Ray in Force Awakens when they go to save her and she's already escaped, you know? it's. It's pretty awesome. I like this. I like I like Scarlet as a female character being sort of a capable person, not just a damsel in distress. And she's a yeah. GI Joe. I wouldn't expect yeah. anything less. Of course. Definitely, she's a uh, part of America's uh, highly trained uh, military force here. Yeah. Um, so uh, so we move to seventeen. Um, Snake Eyes has uh, made his way further into to the base. He's he's standing over top of the uh the the manhole cover that would have led to the area that scarlet was being held um second panel we 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 move a little bit higher and behind snake eyes and we see again here's these red ninjas descending on on somebody and this time they're 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 coming up on on snake eyes um third panel he's he's a lot closer to to snake eyes uh fourth panel a wide panel snake eyes uh senses this and uh, is able to to avoid being struck by the sword um let's see this is the fifth panel snake eyes grabs the manhole cover and uses it as a shield um strikes the the ninja clad in red uh, next to the last panel we see the ninja's feet um as he falls uh, assuming that he's going into that cover and last panel, we get uh, the motion of Snake Eyes um, sealing that uh, that room back up with that that manhole cover. Um, so, what do you think here about th this page? I think that manhole cover is the unsung hero of this comic. I think that he should get an action figure unto himself. Like I would buy that. Just the manhole cover. And that's it. And everybody would get it. They'd be like, yeah, that manhole cover in issue 21 of G.I. Joe was so important. <laughs> and because it is, like, man, like, it's established context. You know, we know, uh, yeah, like, it tells us everything. So, all right, either give us an action figure just of the manhole cover or give us an action figure of every one of the main characters from this comic with the uh, manhole cover in them. So yes. that's what I'm asking. Does Hasbro have it? They have the rights to G.I. Joe still? Uh, the, the figurines, I would assume so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need to call that. We need to start a letter writing campaign to have the unsung hero of this issue be represented in the action figures more. Yeah. So yeah. Then, next page. Which, again. Go ahead. The next page, first panel, the manhole cover is like glistening in the light about how like heroic it is after having smashed a ninja. Yeah. It's you know? Right. It's keeping him keeping him uh, pinned down so Snake Eyes yeah. can make his escape. So this is this is eighteen. Um, Snake Eyes, I guess, realizing that Scarlet isn't uh, in that hole anymore, is 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 continuing his, his search. He's, he's he's making his way up. Uh, second panel, we get a shot of Snake Eyes's face. He's got that reflective visor that's uh, showing us that somebody is 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 in front of him. Third panel, we cut to uh, looking up the stairs, and we have one of those pesky ninjas in red again, uh, blocking the doorway. <laughs> uh, fourth panel, he he twirls, um, he twirls uh, his weapons, uh, getting ready to battle. Um, and then the next panel, uh, Snake Eyes doesn't look like he wants to spend any time engaging this guy. Uh, pulls a grenade off of his belt. <laughs> 
and, and tosses it at him. Last panel is a, a wide panel, and we see the grenade is about to make contact with with this ninja. So, um, yeah, what do you what do you think about here as the action continues? Um, yeah, you know the bad guys being good bad guys and following the honor code of only one at a time. Of course, yeah. you know. So yeah, long sword guy goes first. Uh, um, the short sword guy goes next, and I love the reaction shot of him of the grenade being thrown at him. Um, and I love uh, also that Larry Hama wrote grenade on the on the actual grenade itself. Um, what does it say? Does it say MIA grenade fragment? Is that what it says right there? Uh, I would, yeah, I would assume M1A. M1A. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep. Now I see it. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much. It's it's so great. Um, yeah. Next page. Next page. The bad guys decide to play dirty and come at Snake Eyes two at a time after he's blown up. Uh, two Swords guy, um, and just res- just looks like just reduced him to a. A little pile of ash in yeah, the next page. <laughs> there's, there's, there's not much left to him in, in, in panel no. two. Um, yeah. Panel <laughs> panel three, uh, Snake Eyes continues this way up, but he's got a surprise uh, waiting for him. Um, uh, the I, I believe this is probably our third and final uh, ninja clad in red is, is to the left, and to the right of the doorway is his storm shadow waiting for him. Um, the The... The, the red ninja goes uh, the red ninja goes to swing at him first um, and snake eyes engages him um, not knowing that uh, storm shadow is is there waiting who um, in the last panel joins the joins the the, the fight uh, from from his side on the doorway um, I know you talked a little bit about the the explosion and the the guy uh, disintegrating in panel two. But what do you think about the, the the final three panels on this page? It's difficult to do, you know, to have more than one person fighting another person, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I talked to you know him, our, our mutual friend um, Master Shelton about that, you know. And yeah. um, I always asked him, how do you fight more than one guy at a time? Um, and I'm like, and he says, you don't, you have to fight them one at a time. So it's hard enough to fight two guys at a time in real life. And it's hard enough to film that and Bruce Lee once said, it's hard to show, you know, more than one guy fighting one guy at a time at a, you know, when you're shooting a movie about martial arts. Um, but here, Larry Hanna showed him fighting two guys pretty well, you know, and, yeah. uh, using the other person as a weapon, I guess, is sort of the solution to that as we see on the next page. Yeah, so that leads us to 21, where um, Snake Eyes um, is engaged with the, the ninja clad in red. Um, second panel, he sort of uh, he sort of uses him to vault uh, at Storm Shadow, um, aware that Storm Shadow is in the battle. Um, third panel, center panel, he, he kicks Storm Shadow, um, fourth panel, he's running from Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow is recovering, um, and the the fifth and final page, Snake Eyes is outside, and uh, a Cobra Guider is is uh, swinging in from from up above. So, um, what are you uh, what are you thinking here on on this panel? Or I'm sorry, this page uh, as the action continues. Um, I I don't know if I missed it. Maybe on a previous page where uh where snake eyes gets his sleeve cut and that's important for the last page but on the third panel his sleeve is definitely cut oh yeah um uh yeah again i like how yeah you know in order to have you know snake eyes fight two guys at once he basically uses one of the guys as a human shield against storm shadow yeah um and I like that how that's that was a great setup from the previous page, the last two panels, where he basically uses the ball and chain guy to wrap the chain around his neck and throw him at Storm Shadow. Um, it's pretty awesome. Uh, I also like how it's sort of a, a reversal at the end where it started out where you thought Storm, where you thought um, Snake Eyes was coming in to save Scarlet, and then in the end she comes back around to save him to get yeah. him out of there. But I guess if Snake Eyes wasn't there, he would, she, you know, 
she wouldn't have had all the guards distracted by him invading. So they needed, they both needed each other to get out of there. So I like that matter of teamwork. There's like, that's what GI Joe is all about. You know, it's not just one person doing all the work. It's, it's everybody. Yeah. So, um, as you said, uh, that's going to take us to, to 21 where, uh, we see that, uh, it's, it's what we knew it was Scarlet on the glider. Um, Snake Eyes realizes this, um, we get a, we get a quick shot of her face. She's excited to see Snake Eyes. Um, he waves her down. Um, she makes her way down. Um, uh, but Storm Shadow is, is making his way closer to, to them. And on the last page, she's she's about to land, and there's going to be a, a confrontation between the the, the three of them. Uh, Marge, give me a, a quick breakdown on what you think here. Yeah, I love the the cross cutting between uh, Scarlet's expressions and the stakes rising with Storm Shadow getting closer and uh, Scarlet getting closer. So there's a race to who gets to Snake Eyes first, and you know there's a question: Are they going to get out of this? I like that. I also mm-hmm. love the dramatic backlighting on Storm Shadow um, when he's coming through the door. There's something very menacing about that. I love the lighting throughout this whole issue, of course, but I love uh, you know Storm Shadow being backlit and it's sort of like you know just his silhouette and it's like the shadows engulfing, uh, not completely engulfing, but it looks like it's engulfing Snake Eyes and there's you know there's just great menace to that and it also it fits with this tension that's being built. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the dramatic lighting. So on 22, uh, we get a we get a uh, wide panel. Uh, uh, Snake, I'm sorry, Storm Shadow um, pulling his short sword back, ready to throw it. Um, second panel is a bigger, wider panel. Um, we see Scarlet landing between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow as the the sword uh, goes at them. Uh, third panel close up on Storm Shadow's eyes um the 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 last three panels are um all same in size uh conveying the motion of this but um we have the the sword coming close to scarlet um snake eyes reaching over top of her next to last panel he's clasped his hands uh catching the the blade um she's relieved obviously not to be impaled with a ninja sword he uh, takes the the sword and and chucks it over them, and uh, the the sword is no longer uh, a factor in this battle. Um, so why don't you give me a quick quick breakdown here? Yeah, great slow motion in comics. You mm-hmm. know, this is a real great play with time uh, element, and uh, it reminds me a lot of things in like Mister Miracle or Sheriff of Babylon, where. Mitch Jarrods and Tom King play with time and slowing yeah. it down, showing action beat by beat. Um, or even something like Watchmen where they do things like that throughout the issue. Uh, but it's used in this great action moment. Like, you know, in, in film, this would be a slow motion sequence, but, and it almost does slow down for us as well because there's all these micro actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. Great use of uh, time in comics. Yeah. So that's going to take us to page 21, um, which is, which is our last page. Um, uh, three tall, um, panels, uh, same, same shape. Uh, first panel is the, the glider, um, flying away, pulling away from, from the base. Um, second panel, the middle panel is, uh, Close up of Snake Eyes and Scarlet, um, relieved uh, to be out of there. And third and final panel is Storm Shadow, sort of defeated, um, looking up at them as as they fly away. Um, I know there's a couple of things you wanna you wanna touch on here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to you. Mainly just the tattoo. I love how that's the main focus, and that's where it ends. You mm-hmm. know where you show the bond between Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, who both interestingly enough make their entrance into this comic from the sky. Didn't think about that till now. That Snake Eyes jumps from the plane, Storm Shadow lands from his, you know, his jetpack at the beginning of the issue. So there's this duality there and how they both, um, again, contrasting their roles between him and Scarlet. A lot more going on in this issue than you'd think about an issue of a comic based on a toy line. 
um, there's a lot of art to this story and how it's told. And even again, like, you know, Larry Hanna maybe didn't think of a way for, to show directly how um, Snake Eyes glove got ripped, but it's not like it just came into the second to last panel. It was established a couple pages earlier that his glove got ripped. Yeah. And so we would be able to get this money shot at the end where we see the tattoo. Um, I also like the conflicting emotions in Storm Shadow's pose on the last page. And I like that he's breaking the panel border to give it the issue one last punch, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a great way to end a story that's so action packed. And I like how these last two pages almost slowed the story down mm -hmm. to a, like, you know, a good pace, you know, like with the slow motion shot from before and then these last three images right here. Um, it's a well-paced book. Definitely. Yeah, one thing I'm noticing here, um, uh, panel two and panel three, the, the tattoos between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, they almost line up um, as far as like yeah. your, the, your, your line of sight. And uh, Snake Eyes' hand um, almost points uh, to, the, to the tattoo on um, Storm Shadow's hand. So there's, a, there's some good, uh, you know, uh, level um imagery and some good pointing of uh, uh of, or leading of the eye there yeah well start um snake eyes glove points up towards storm shadow and if you follow storm shadow's figure down there's that mm -hmm. great line following his figure where you see the the tattoo framed by his um, arm wraps and the arm wraps unroll down to his foot which is the one thing that's breaking the panel border the most i mean his fist kind of breaks the panel the panel border mm -hmm. um, storm shadows does um, but his foot's the big one that sort of leads you off the page and finishes the story um yeah there's just again great great uh great um composition even on this last page uh which is pretty amazing like i said larry Hanna only had like three days to do this yeah that he was able to set up as much as he did pay it off all the way across the board it's pretty awesome yeah i agree um so um, I think that's going to do it for, for our coverage of this issue. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts or, or have you covered uh, everything you want to cover? Yeah, just because it's a toy comic doesn't mean you can't be freaking brilliant about what you do in it. That's the moral of this story. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So I think that's going to do it for us. I'd like to uh, thank everybody for listening to this episode. Um, if you go on iTunes and give us a rate and a review, we'd really appreciate it. It would help others find the show. Uh, if you want to give us a follow on social media, we're on Twitter. We're at construct com pod. Um, there's no ING in comics um, or, or, or there's no ING in constructing no IC in comics. It's just, um, it's just that uh, Instagram, we are at Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook.com forward slash um, Constructing Comics. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back with a, another episode very soon. Uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs>